Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Welcome to The Chaos Mind, where we talk about all the deep and meaningful stuff that goes on inside of the gray matter that is in between our ears. For those of you that haven't seen Leave the Dogma launched last night at midnight, Mountain Standard Time, I was so happy to finally get it out. It is available right now at print-on-demand through lulu.com. <clears throat> it will be available for Kindle and ebook and also print-on-demand with Amazon either today, later today or tomorrow. I was having a little bit of issues with the formatting of the book. It didn't like my format, but we fixed it. We're working on it, so we will see what they say. And hopefully it will be out in the next day or two. Oh my goodness, my hair is not working for me today. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to get on. I wanted to talk about some of the things that are in that book. <clears throat> and it's I'm not giving you the whole thing. I'm sorry, you have to go and get the book and read it to find that out because it, I'd be literally sitting here talking for hours if I was to sit and to read everything that was in that book that's going on. But I wanted to talk about some of the main points that are in this, some of the things that I've learned over the last 27 years of going, finding my own faith, finding my own spirituality, learning how to interact with other people, how to accept other people, it's all in that book and it's not just this is one path this is how you're going to do it no this is just one journey this is just one insight some of the things some of the deeper truths that i've learned over the last 27 years actually putting them out there for other people to read and i know there are a lot of people that are out there that have been stuck lately particularly in the last little bit that have said oh my god what the hell do i believe now all right and this is not i'm gonna say it right now this is not bashing one religion or another. I have complete respect for all religions that are out there, as hard as that may be to believe. I do. I have the utmost respect for all religions that are out there because all paths to towards faith, every many paths, same destination. All the paths that are out there are unique and necessary because we are all unique and necessary. We resonate with certain messages that somebody else isn't necessarily going to resonate with. Okay. So some of the things that are in this book, um, first of all, let's start with being born to faith. Um, this, this is one of those strange ones where people go, I always knew the faith that I wanted to be in. It wasn't so much for me as the fact that I knew what religion I wanted to follow. I knew where I was going to find the truth. What it was is that I knew that there was something deeper that was out there, some deeper meaning, some higher truth that I just couldn't explain by being Christian or Buddhist or Wiccan or Druid or going look at it at, at Islam or going to look at some of the ancient religions and faiths, it didn't kind of fit with me that it was all mm, boxed up. Right? It was all put into teeny tiny little boxes and everyone's like, okay, check this box and this is the person that you are. Well, why can't you practice multiple faiths? Why can't you be part of multiple faiths, draw truths from multiple faiths and come to your own conclusions, come up with your own truths? What is your faith? Right? Which is why I always, I always believe that God is love and God is everywhere. And yes, I use the word God for ease of reference, all right? I use it for ease of reference because it's something that everyone can, can relate to, whether you are Christian or Muslim or you're a Buddhist or you're a Hindu or you're, you're a Sikh or anything, all right? Everyone can relate to God. And for those of you that are out there that relate to the goddess, the God and the goddess are just yin and yang, two sides of the same coin that make up the one creator, the infinite intelligence, creative energy, right? That is what I know God as, but I use God for ease of reference. But if it, God is for everyone and God accepts everyone, no matter where they are and, and who they are and what they do, it is, is, it is up to him, the intelligent creative energy, the intelligent consciousness to decide 
what our consequences is. What is our karma going to be? Right? It's up to them. It's not us up to us to be like, okay, well, you follow this certain religion and you did this, therefore you're going to get this punishment in a lifetime. That's not up for us to judge. It's for him to judge. Which is why we also talk about the laws men put on faith. We have put so many laws, rights, customs. You have to do this. You have to pray this way. You have to go to church. You have to do all these things that we come up with of how we express our love to God, how we express our faith, how we express, express our, I want to say allegiance, but I think that's the wrong word, how we how we express this in the forms that we can then be say, okay, he's seeing it, right? That God's seeing it, that the person, the, he, she, it, whichever, sees our love and understands our devotion to them. It doesn't have to be that way. You can find your faith on so many different levels, so many different ways that maybe you're a Christian, but you've also got some spiritual spiritual and psychic gifts, and so you want to be able to express those psychic gifts without being called a witch and called a heretic and all of those other things that get thrown out of there. Prejudice, right? All of those things that come across between the different religions, between the different faiths is prejudice. What we think we know about one religion or another is because of what other people around us have told us. We haven't all been able to live each and every single life. We haven't been able to walk the path of each and every single path that comes out there of all the different religions and faiths that are out there. We have this ingrained prejudice, this stereotype, these preconceived ideas of what people of certain faiths look, feel, and sound like. We have that prejudice, and we have to strip away that prejudice before we can actually start to accept that there is a necessity for the multiple paths that are out there. We've got to go walk about. We've got to be able to walk as many paths that we can. We've got to go and explore every thought that we have, every idea that we have. We've got to have that time to go, okay, I've gone over here and I've gone and looked at Hindu and I've gone and seen why they have so many different gods or spirits or Shen in the Buddhist in the Buddhist Tao, they're called Shen, right? Why do they have all these different gods? Why do they have all these different spirits that they pray to for specific things? If you look at the Christianity, they have saints that match up with many of the different gods or Shen that are out there in other faiths and religions. All of them match up. In one way or another, they all match up. But you have to discover this. And then when you're going on this, you've got to figure out how to discover you again. You've got to really look at, okay, what is my thoughts, my beliefs, my morals, my ethics, and what is it somebody else has told me to think and believe? That, okay, this is the way that the world is, this is the way we have to do things, or am I going to go out and I'm going to make my own decisions, I'm going to make my own truth? You've got to do that discovery process. You, you have to be able to stretch those legs. You have to ask the certain questions. You have to think critically and move past that, oh, this is the way that it's done. And you're going to have ducks, the internal noise that goes on inside of our heads, which is all of the people that have ever had an influence on our lives, show up as ducks. These are the people that have told us this is the way something is, and this is the way that is, and this is the way that is. They all show up. And you have to be able to, one, embrace those ducks. You have to embrace the ducks because at one point in your time, that was your reality. You needed this structure, these ideas to help you form your, your own way of thinking, to form your own ideas at one point in time. But we don't have to stay there. You can move past them. You can evolve past them. And then that's one of the hardest things that people actually come across, right? Been it many times. Going from Christianity to Wicca, you would not believe <clears throat> the backlash that I got from my friends, from my family friends, even from certain members of my own family. Oh, you're a witch now. I guess that means you're going to do hoodoo hocus pocus on us and make us do whatever you want. 
no, that's not the way it works. I got it all. And then going from that to Buddhism, everyone's like, oh, now you're going to be a peace loving thing. Oh, now you're not going to do all this. No, 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 no. I still believe in energy and I still work with energy and nature and all of those things. But there is something about the way certain truths are presented in Buddhism that really appealed to me right now. And that was at a critical time when I was moving from being an incredibly angry and violent teenager into, okay, I need to put down this anger and this violence and be able to live in a world that my first reaction isn't to punch somebody in the nose. I used to be that person. I used to be that really angry teenager that if someone was going to have a go at me, I would literally want to turn around and punch them in the nose. And that came because I had all of this built-up frustration, all of these questions that were not answered. And talking to one of my friends, Sandra, talking to one of my friends and having her explain some of the truths that she has learned. She's she was a Buddhist for, for decades. She's a Buddhist for decades, and she's the one that introduced me to it. Having her explain some of the truths, having her explain the goddess of mercy, Kuan Yin, and I know I didn't say that right. Um, we also know her as Avalokiteshvara uh, or White Tara. They are all the same person. It's the goddess of mercy. She's in many other religions as well. She is the Mother Mary in Christianity. She is the Mother of Mercy. And when you do all this, when you have these conflicting beliefs, when you start to look at everything that you want to look at and question everything that you want to question, you get these conflicts deep inside of you. And it's kind of like an abyss opens up. And you, well, why didn't I do this sooner? You start to have those regrets and that fear and that doubt and that self-disbelief that maybe this is the wrong path. Maybe I should have done this sooner or maybe I should just go back to everything that is out there. All these people are giving all this negativity and they're telling me all of these things that just, I just... They're not matching with what I want to do right now. Depression, anxiety, PTSD comes up. There's a lot of traumas from our childhood that come up when we do this discovery course, when we find our own faith, when we get down to the bottom and either why we, we are the way we are and we're so hell-bent and we've latched on to one particular faith or another to solve all of our problems, to squash that fear, to like, to squash that trauma that we experienced that created certain pathways within our mind. You find that light in the abyss. You f have to work on healing that trauma to find the light in the abyss, to see that light at the end of the tunnel and know that going through all of these negative thoughts and emotions are part of the process as well. You have to do that. One of the ways you get past it is making gratitude your attitude. If you can let go of everything that happened to you in the past and fully be present in a moment, in every single moment that you have now that you're experiencing and find that gratitude in every single moment, you start, you stop letting what happened in that past, those, the, the ducks that are there from the trauma or from what people have said, the prejudice, the stereotypes and everything, you can start to let it go. You stop letting controlling you in your present reality because you understand that that was then. This is me now. I am choosing consciously to be a different person, to have a different reaction. You have an open heart and an open mind. You're willing to see all the, all the infinite possibilities that are out there, the infinite possible truths that you could be presented with. And you could be presented with many truths. You choose which ones you want to connect with, which ones resonate the deepest at your soul level. That is how you move forward with that gratitude. And you're like, I am so thankful for this person or this teaching or this scripture or that scripture or 
wherever you want that truth from. Thank you for making me see the truth that I need to see to let go of something that was holding me back, that was stopping me from being able to move forward in the present, of reliving the past. Yes, we relive our history. History always repeats because of the ducks and of that prejudice and the stereotypes and everything that is imprinted us from the moment we are born, we are influenced to think a certain way, to believe a certain way, to say, act and do certain things. We have to make the conscious choice to dis to break it. And you leave the past behind. When you break it, you start leaving the, ha the past behind. You don't react the way that you reacted in that situation because it's being presented to you right now in a slightly different format, but you think you know the outcome, so you're going to react in a certain way. You leave the past. You leave it where it was. And you start building the future that you have for yourself, a vision. We call it the forest. And you build your, your vision, your forest, but you start noticing all the little things about your vision that you didn't notice before. And you start noticing some of the things, some of the traumas, the healing that you have to do, which is part of leaving the past behind, that you have to get rid of. You have to remove the dead trees and the, and the undergrowth and all the I'm going to use the word for <laughs> just because it, it fits so well, the dis disease areas of your mind and your consciousness and your way of thinking. It's all the stuff that is no longer serving you. You leave it all behind. And at the end of the day, when you get down to it, you leave the dogma behind. It doesn't matter which scripture you follow. It doesn't matter what religion you prescribe to, how you practice, how you worship, how you honor the natural law, how you honor the universal laws, how you honor unconditional love or metta, as they call it in Buddhism. It doesn't matter if you can look at someone from a different color, class, creed, and still be able to accept them in the moment and not react based on what you've been told that they're going to do or they're going to say or they're going to be, but fully take them as they are and understand that they also have this conditioning. They have this influence that they've been dealing with their whole lives. When you understand that, you leave everything behind and you can actually be open. You really live in that open heart, open mind that infinite possibility is that there is multiple different ways that you can perceive an outcome to a situation, it's all there and it's always going to be there. It's not going to always be the easiest path and it's not going to always be the, the most comfortable path to go down. But if you don't do this for yourself, how are you going to know what is truly you and what has been imprinted on you by your circle of influence, that sphere of influence, your parents, your friends, your family, your school, your work, your employers, your employees, your everything, your government, your society, all of it, we're all imprinted and we're all told to think a certain way and act a certain way and to be a certain way. But when we come out of that, we get called critical thinkers and we get called free thinkers and oh my god, now we're kind of like going into the conspiracy theory world as well. And it's not conspiracy, and it's not the fact that we're trying to throw off the old way. We're trying to understand why it is that every single person was put into these teeny tiny little boxes for so long, and we didn't see the bigger picture. We didn't see that there can be many paths towards the same destination. We didn't see that there can be many truths. Truth is singular. Everyone perceives an event in their own light, they have their own reality, and they have specific ways that they deal with their own reality, with, with the events that they come across, with the people, with the places, with the events. They have their own ways. And knowing that and accepting that is one of the biggest lessons to, to learn for, for anyone.
and you see it all the time. I see it in the <laughs> I see it in the comments of videos. I see it in the comments of posts. Twitter is horrible for it. Absolutely horrible for it. And honestly, I don't read most of the comments on most social medias anymore. I don't. Because I understand that, yes, I understand where you're coming from. You're coming from a place of fear or a place of doubt or a place of, oh, no, this is shaking the truth that I believe in my head and I don't want to do it, so I'm going to throw out every single possible name in the book that I can call you and I'm going to throw all the insults and the hate and the all of it. I understand that they're scared. I understand there are a lot of people that are scared right now and that they don't really know and they don't really know where they want to go. They don't really know what the future is going to hold. But that is why this journey, this process of discovering your own truth is so vitally important. We can all have different truths, but with that open heart and open mind, we could come to a table and make a decision. We can actually steer this world in the right direction that we need it to go, where everyone is accepted. It doesn't matter your class, your creed, your gender, your orientation. It doesn't matter any of that. I couldn't, I couldn't care if you're black, white, blue, purple, yellow, pink with purple polka dots. I really couldn't care less. To me, we are all one race. We are the human race. Why are we different colors? And Because that's our genetic makeup. That's where our ancestors come from. And there's a reason that we have, we evolved in a certain way. Yes, I'm a Darwinist. <laughs> yes, I believe in evolution. Right? I also believe that we had divine intervention to help create the multiple variety, sorry, the, the beautiful variety that is the human race for a reason. To learn this lesson of acceptance, to learn this lesson of unconditional love, compassion, metta, so that we can move forward as that one race, looking past all the boxes that they think that we're supposed to check that we're supposed to sit in. Okay, you're a middle class, you're white, therefore you have this job and you have this faith. Oh, and for anyone that's not white and they're watching, oh, you're black or you're, or you're brown or you're Indian or you're Native American, Native Canadian or anything, then okay, there's these stereotypes attached to you. It is our job to move past that. It, forget what they, just forget what they tell you for a second, just for a second. And think about the endless possibilities that would that are could be presented to us if we could see past all these little boxes. They're endless. They are infinite possibilities of a future, of the world we want to create. We could create technology without it being censored and taken away from us because, oh, it's dangerous and, oh, it's going to heal all these people. Yes, I'm also one of those people. Yes, I do a lot of research, <laughs> okay? I have done a lot of research over the years as well into many different technologies, all right? And the reason that I go and look at all these different technologies is because I used to be an engineering major. I was working on mechatronics and robotics when I, when I, I failed out of uni because I didn't deal with my emotional stuff of having six people die on me in four months right before my finals. I didn't deal with it. I did what everyone has been told to do, suck it up and get over it. Mental health wasn't something that we talked about in my family. How are you feeling? Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Because that's the way that it is. We don't deal with this. And now mental health has become a huge thing. And mental health and finding your faith and spirituality go hand in hand. A lot of the times when people hit rock bottom... They look for anything that they can grab onto to justify, to explain the suffering that they are going through until they realize that the suffering 
is actually of their own making as well. It's in it's that's it's it's in the book. <laughs> that's one of the other things in the book. Our suffering is of our own making. We choose to hold on to the past. We choose to hold on to the stereotypes that have been given to us since the time we were since the time we were born. We choose to do that. We have to make the choice to let go and move in a different direction. Otherwise, nothing is ever going to get better. And I will leave you with Dr. Seuss's, one of my favorite quotes from Dr. Seuss, and it has been with me, uh, it must have been year seven when, I, when my teacher first brought out this quote. I read Dr. Seuss books as a kid, but I never kind of connected to any of, the, any of it that was said until I had this one amazing teacher, Gary Kenworthy. And he was the one that made me start seriously looking at the world around me and question everything. My parents encouraged it, but Gary Kenworthy was the catalyst. He was the one that started pushing me to look at my own, look at everything that's going on. Choose how you want to interact with the world. Choose how you're going to accept certain events, places, people. How are you going to um, live inside of your own reality in the community that's around you, the global community? How are you going to live that way? And the quote is, things are never going to get better if people like you, if people like you care a whole awful lot, things are never going to get better. They're not. We have to care. We have to want to make the change. And we have to want to truly make this world better and to change us first. We can't change the world around us if we can't change us first. You have to care about what's going on in here and in here before you can care what's going on out there. You have to know your own truths. You have to find your, your own truths. Not your circle of influence, not your sphere that you've been told your own truths. That is it from the Chaos Mind. I know it was a little bit longer one today, ladies and gentlemen, but I wanted to give you some of the major points that are in Leave the Dogma. And full disclosure, the title is Leave the Dogma, Religion Screwed the Faith Pooch. Yes, I know it is not the most politically correct title, but it was done on purpose because it's going to make you question everything. It's going to make you question what you think you know, what you thought you know, and what you want to learn more. It is it's just one journey. It's just all the different things that I've learned over the last 27 years of going on my own faith journey. And it's about time for everyone else to really start taking stock of what's in here and what's in here so that you can have your own truths and then we can help everyone else find their own truths. All right. So that is it for me right now, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you tomorrow. We are going to be back on our daily Chaos Mind videos. And yes, the next one will go back to being only about five minutes long. Uh, this was just a little bit longer because I wanted to get some of the information out to you guys. If you would like to order your own copy of Leave the Dogma, the link is in the description over here or here or here, wherever it is, so that you guys can go off. It is through Lulu. It is print on demand. I don't actually keep the stock here. I have 25 copies on my way. All right, they were printed yesterday, hot off the press, straight to me. They were printed yesterday, and they're going to be here in about a week or so. So if you want a signed copy, they are $25, plus $5 shipping and handling. That is with tax included, by the way. Okay. If not, then you can go out and buy your own copy in your own time. And also, the ebook version will be up in the next day or two. I'm having issues with Amazon, but we worked it out, so it will be up soon as well. Until later, ladies and gentlemen, you have a wonderful Wednesday, and we'll see you then. Bye, guys.